Ooh, we're live. Nice. What we are live. What's up, everyone? Today on Open Mat Podcast, my buddy Josh. Josh, what's, what's up, up Marco? Thank you very much for having me on here. Um, like we were saying, my pleasure. Yeah, we were saying right before the recording started that it's finally good to. We haven't met in person yet, but this is as close to person as we got so far. So yeah, I'm always happy to connect with people. It's it's you know I with chatting with people on Instagram and other messengers. It's like. I'm a real person kind of thing. Like, I don't want people like to freak them out too much. Like, I'm, I'm not a bot. I'm not a crypto <laughs> and salesman. I always want to meet people. I want to have a nice conversation, grow a community, make new friends. It's just a privilege to meet everyone here. So, Josh, thank you very much yeah, for uh, thank you. taking the time Absolutely. to come on my little podcast here. Yeah, happy to do it. Now, Josh, before we get started, I always ask everyone, How's the weather today? Oof. I want to know. You know, I knew you were going to ask that too because I was watching your episode. With, <laughs> I was watching your episode with Bruno. So, um, for anybody watching this, Bruno is another guy. Um, I don't know how you know Bruno, um, but I know him through Instagram. He does like comedy memes and stuff. And I was watching the likewise. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he sort of linked us up. But no, I watched the episode with him, and he was talking about the beautiful weather in Miami. And unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, mine is the complete opposite right now. I'm in Houston, and it's it just started pouring outside. I'm looking at the window right now. and it, it, Houston is known for its hurricane weather. I don't think there's a hurricane coming, but this is definitely not, oh, man. Uh, not optimal, but we'll take it. But uh, what about you? How's it over there? Well, it's been raining for like two and a half weeks. It was like super nice. And last week it decided to hail like little yeah, pellets uh -huh. of hail for no reason. It hasn't hailed here in the longest time. And holy crap, it was something. But it's been great so far. I always like to ask about the weather because the weather could change people's moods. So I just want to know like how, how the weather is all the time. It's like the best conversation opener. How was yeah. today? Yeah. <laughs> can go all kinds of different directions. Yeah. Exactly. So, Josh. Yes, sir. Jujitsu. Jujitsu. This crazy. Pajama slamming, sweat in people's yeah. eyes, cutting, pain, and pain. What made you decide to do this sport? What made you start? Um, so that's actually a really long story. Um, I can give you the long version, the medium version, the short version. You, you can give me the best version right. you want. You, you take a uh, Let's you take do it. Wheel. Let's do it. So, so um, <laughs> I'm 30 years old right now. Um, my jujitsu story actually kind of starts when I was a very small child. Um, and it's because my dad back in the 90s uh, was into jujitsu. Um, I think that was around the time when it started kind of initially maybe getting popular in the U.S. I, mean, I don't know my history of jujitsu too well, but um, I remember when I was like probably around the age of like five or so, uh, my dad was training. Um and I have like a very vague memory of being super little and doing some tournament in like Colorado, maybe um, when I was like uh, just a little kid. And I think I got a rear naked choke. I don't remember. My dad tells me I did. I don't remember. So I'll just take his word for it. Uh, so I won my first competition years and years and years ago. Um, and then... Yeah, I just have these memories of like going to my dad's gym and stuff and watching him train. And I never did it like really consistently up until I was like mid-teens. I had moved to Texas um, and started. Um, actually, I'm back in my near my hometown right now where, where I started doing it again. Coincidentally, I'm here for a competition. But um, I started training again when I was a teenager um, just for a little bit. Really bad, really inconsistent. Uh, joined the army. And then uh, when I was in the army, 
I stopped doing jujitsu and then focused on Muay Thai. And I did that for like eight years throughout my twenties. Um, and then I moved down to San Jose. Yeah. This story kind of takes a lot of winding roads, but I moved back to (laughs) down to, down to San Jose. Um, after I got out of the army, after I had got like a tech job up in San Francisco and little did I know there was a world champion Academy in San Jose. I didn't really follow jujitsu and like the, the guys who are really good in the sport and stuff, but that was Kyo Terra Academy, the, the headquarters in San Jose, a multi-time world champion guy. I didn't know that. Um, I just knew there was a jujitsu <laughs> Academy there. Um, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Um, um, I was, I was living with my wife at the time and she had a friend, um, that she was working with, uh, named Alini. Shout out to Alini. If you're watching this, um, <laughs> she, she knew the, the coach of the morning class. His name is Vitor Pascual. He's a really good black belt, lives in San Jose, teaches at Cowterra Academy. And, um, I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to join. This was during COVID literally during COVID, um, and join jujitsu, um, yeah, during that time. And from, from there, I've just been training like nonstop ever since. I think that was maybe like, what year was that? 2021, two, like two-ish years ago or so, uh, joined, rejoined yeah. jujitsu as a white belt. Um, and that's, I guess that's the, uh, abridged version of, of events. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been, uh, it's, it's cool. You've been like a, on a roller coaster of like training with, uh, like with martial arts, like you have touched it before and like, you've also done Muay Thai. So that's pretty cool. That's like, for me, I've, I've just done jujitsu for about two years. So it's kind of cool that you touched base on it before and you're touching base with it again, like revamping it. And, and my next question was like, I saw this on Instagram. Uh-huh. I know you just won a tournament. Yes, <laughs> so which tournament did you just, what's your latest tournament you did? And uh, so it? my latest tournament was actually this past weekend in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, but the one you're referring to was two weeks ago in yeah. uh, Barcelona, Spain. That was the, what is the official yeah. name of it? IBJJF Master International Europe Tournament. European. Uh, yeah, and I uh, managed to, that was kind of one of my first big wins. So I got um, first in my division on that one, got the gold. That was the blue belt lightweight division. Um, that was tournament number like 39 or 40, I think. Um, Jesus, about to ask how many did you do? How many tournaments have you been doing lately, or like how many? Yeah, have you done? yeah, I, I was. I'm keeping track of it because I'm trying to kind of sort of you it's know good. measure my progress and stuff. And I started back in April of last year of 2022, and so between that time and that Master International tournament that marked a year of competing in jujitsu, I think that must have been like 140-ish matches in that time frame, which like. My between those like 39 tournaments or something uh but it's every week yeah so i'm here in houston right now I just came from atlanta last weekend was competing there gonna compete here this weekend and um jeez so you're like in full like tournament mode all the time like you're ready to yeah go. If there's like a tournament you'll just like go yeah right, kind of i kind of i kind of <laughs> book them like a couple months in advance i kind of I, I see sort of what what the venn diagram looks like of like ibjjf jiu-jitsu okay. world league um, like whatever organizations happen to be putting on a tournament that weekend and um, just register for it, buy my plane tickets. Um, I'm in an Airbnb right now, so I just, uh, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what's uh, what's pursuing you right now with jujitsu? Like what, is this something you like 
see yourself doing full time, or is it like just a like a hobby for you kind of thing? Where, where you That's a good from? question. Um, like I've I've heard variations of that questions question too. It, it sort of aimed more at like um, like what's your goal, sort of a thing. Um, and I don't really have a goal. Like when I started this, I just um, I always try to remember why I'm doing it. And when I started it, it was because I just like jujitsu and I want to get better at jujitsu. I was kind of when I started like all this competition stuff and everything, I was kind of in a, a point in my life where I was questioning what I was doing, you know, with my life is, is life just about mm. working. Like it, this was like during COVID when everybody started with like, like working from home, having remote jobs. And, um, and I was kind of in a really unhealthy place, like drinking a lot of alcohol, um, just not really enjoying my work sort of the way, you know, my life was going. And then, I was like, you know what? I like jujitsu. I'm just going to do that. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and that's how, that's, that's really how it started. There was no goal. There was no, I'm going to be a world champion. I'm going to, you know, do this and that. It was just, I, I like doing this. Let's, let's go for it. What else am I going to do? It, ju it just happened like that. Cause that's like one of the things I'm yeah. going to ask you. Cause like a lot of people talk about like mental right. health. And I think COVID was like a big factor yeah. of mental health. Like people like lose, losing their jobs or like, you know, like going crazy at home, the whole COVID, the whole shutdown. Uh, I personally know uh, someone that who worked mm -hmm. with me and I know COVID, uh, the whole shutdown, like he, it kind of broke communication with people. So like he, we weren't able to see each other mm -hmm. talk as much. And I believe this guy went through a depression yeah. that didn't help the situation, went through a depression and then, and oh, man, like, sorry to hear that. Yeah. You hear a lot of stuff. Yeah, you hear a lot of stories like this. It is sad, and he had a he had a daughter, and everything. It's like so yeah. heartbreaking. And there's so many stories like that. So, like when we talk about mental health, has, do you think like jujitsu helped you a lot mentally throughout the whole COVID, and like even now, like is it just is it your go-to kind of thing for? An Absolutely, episode? yeah. Um, I wouldn't like at this point in my life, it's not even necessarily um, like you use the word escape, sort of. Um, and mm -hmm. um, I almost see it now as just like it's sort of my life now. It's like so integrated with my life that when I'm not doing it, I, I notice it immediately. Like I haven't, I haven't trained today and I'm like, damn, well, I need to, <laughs> I need to do some jujitsu. It's like, um, it, it totally, totally changed the way I manage my life. Um, we can probably get into this, but everything from diet, like I know you, I know me and yeah, you yeah. share some, uh, uh, some similar sim similarities on our diet. Um, but jujitsu changed yeah. everything for me. It changed um, just er everything from like getting a hard workout in, right? That in itself is like such a big thing that affects people's mental health, I think, is just like working out really hard. Um, but then there's um, everything else is done for me. It's forced me to just, just become a much healthier person. Um, uh, I think there's a hundred different ways that could go. But um, yeah, it's totally, totally integrated with my life now. It's like... Um, uh, yeah, better than therapy. <laughs> yeah, better than therapy. No, I don't yeah, say I can, that, but I agree with you. <laughs> it's, it's free, free therapy. Well, it's, it's not, not free really either. Free. But... <laughs> it's a different type of therapy. It's physical right, therapy. Right. But like, I can understand. Like, I get that that sensation where it's like, well, everyone has a different work right. schedule, right? So everyone has different, uh, uh, different uh, way of training. So like for me, like yeah, I have responsibility at home. My wife, my yeah. kid, all that. And when I go to jujitsu. I don't care who's there. I'm super thrilled. They're gonna be like a, a group full of all black belts, right. all brown belts. I don't give a shit. Like I'm just so happy to be there. And me being there, it's like my, like it's it is therapy. Yeah. It's like 
no matter what happens to me, I get hurt or not. I go home. Like I, I told my wife, I feel great. I'm alive. Like, you're okay. Like, no, nah, like this hurts, but I'm fantastic. I want you to know, like, I'm feeling right. great. It's a good night. I explained to her like what happened. She has no idea what right. I'm talking about, <laughs> but it's, it's such a, a place of Zen we can find in uh, such a violence. Yeah. And I, I, it's so hard to explain. And I just like, I, f- I tried to get her involved in uh, jujitsu, but it wasn't yeah. for her. But I've tried to do a CrossFit, a cro- yeah, CrossFit or uh-huh. boot camp style to just like just keep in shape. The younger guys uh, gonna be thirty eight in a couple oh, days, so yeah, happy early still, birthday! Still, yeah, well, thank you, sir. So uh, trying to keep in shape, and uh, with all the tournaments you've done, I've done like zero. Uh-huh. So <laughs> that's on my that's on my bucket list. Like you said, like thirty nine, one hundred forty matches. Like holy crap! Okay, gonna stop <laughs> here a little bit, but. Uh, what do you what do you feel like when you go to a tournament? Do you get like like for me if, if I go for my first time, I'll get this yeah. anxiety kind of thing. What do you feel when you go to a tournament? Are you super excited or you're like you're just like nervous? I'm gonna die or like what do you think? This that what you just asked, that's one of the most interesting questions to me. Um, because it like it pervades the entire experience of training and, and competing. Like everything is like exists in this like sort of mental space that you have to manage as part of competing. Right. And everybody, everybody does that so differently. Like it's wild to me. I'll, I'll see, um, even just scrolling through social media, you can see the way different people handle that aspect of competition mentally, even just talking to people at competitions is such a wide array of, of like the way people handle that. And like, for me, it, it sort of evolved over time but there was sort of consistent threads throughout it. Um, I remember my very first competition back a year ago, April 30th, it was Jiu-Jitsu World League in Stockton. This was the very first one I decided to do. I, actually, funny story we can get into later, but the first competition I signed up for was IBJJF Worlds, and my coach was like, no, you're, you, need to, you need to do like a couple competitions also before that. Um, so th- this Jiu-Jitsu World League in Stockton was like the one of those that I signed up for to like prepare for Worlds, basically, which I lost horrifically, but... Um, <laughs> um, and I, I was also losing weight at the time, so I was... Uh, um, I was around 200 pounds, like when COVID hit, um, I'm 160 right now. I walk around 160. So I lost a bunch of weight and this first competition was in sort of that downward trajectory of losing weight. So I was doing middleweight. Um, and I was like terrified. Um, I had competed uh, a few times in Muay Thai. Um, and, um, I was like, I've had a lot of different types of experiences with high adrenaline things. So I was a paratrooper in the army. Um, I was deployed in Afghanistan. Um, I, you know, everything from that to like competing in Muay Thai. Um, so this sort of like feeling of adrenaline, um, it, it totally changes depending on what context you're in. Like it's never the same. Um, but that feeling of adrenaline was something that was at least like a little bit familiar to me. Um, and I just knew to breathe. Um, but that, that first competition was like leading up to it the whole week before I was nervous, the, you know, three days before the competition, I couldn't sleep the night before the competition I barely slept Mm. at all. Um, showing up, I was just like, uh, it just everything, my whole, my whole body was on high alert. And I, and I knew like, I was, you know, mindful of that, um, because I knew that would happen. Um, but still that doesn't make yeah. the feeling go away. Right. You still feel that adrenaline. You still yeah. feel the anxiety. You're still like 
fuck. They said I'm in middleweight. I'm five foot eight. These middleweight guys are cutting down. They're like six foot. They're all past six foot tall. Like I'm the shortest dude there. They're cutting down to middleweight. I'm like, what am I doing here? I got smashed. <laughs> like, and Jiu-Jitsu World League, they you're guaranteed two matches because it's double elimination. So I I like won one of my matches and then I got eliminated. I think and then went to the losers bracket. I was like. Um, like, I, I don't know if I can curse here on your, your podcast. I was like, I was like, fuck dude, I still got to fight another one. I was like, I was like, can I just leave? This, this is all, this is all like the internal monologue and outside I'm like trying to, you know, not, you know, not present as, um, anxious. Um, but, uh, but since then that it's competition number one now match 140 something, um, it's, it's completely different. I, it, it feels like, um, I'll still get the little butterflies. Um, but I sleep, I sleep beautifully the, the week before the tournament. I sleep yeah. amazing the night before I go to bed, like 6 PM, get a full, like 16 hours of sleep if I can, you know, um, yeah. like diet's good. Everything's good. I'm rolling up to the tournament and completely focused. Um, you get, I, you get these little, or I do, I get these little, you know, spurts of butterflies every once in a while, you know, yeah. maybe when I step up to the mat, but, um, um, but there, there's this quote I read from John Danaher. Of course, we got to bring up Danaher because this is jujitsu. Of course we got to, um, <laughs> of course. And that's, that's warm body, cold heart. So I keep my, my body warmed up and ready to go and, and just maintain sort of a steady mental focus and, um, and yeah, people ask me all that, that, that all the time. They they ask me if I get nervous anymore. And, um, it's basically that answer. I don't, um, I, you know, like little, little bits of butterflies sometimes, but it it's a world of difference since day one, which, um, I think you just get that through exposure. I think if I ever will, I'm going to start this uh-huh. year, my first competition, but I always think to myself, cause I always hype mm-hmm. myself up. And before I talk about the competition, I want to like, just example last night. My coach mm-hmm. came up to me, and I because I only do no gi, and the coach now announced that there's a no gi belt system. I'm like holy shit, this is amazing! I've been there for almost two uh. years now. <laughs> so he told he told me and my friend Will, you guys are me uh, invited to the belt exam for uh, for no gi in mm-hmm. around June. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm so happy, nice. I I got in my car. I'm like holy shit, what yeah. exam? freaking out i print out the form the sheet and all the i forget that i'm like i'm just like freaking uh-huh. out or an uh-huh. exam i put myself in this state where i was like i'm not a champion i'm not a, i'm just a dad trying to keep in uh-huh. shape so i want to have this mentality where it's like now i just go to roll a class and i don't care kind of thing i just have fun uh-huh. and i learn i need to have that same mentality for my belt exam and actual and all and same for the competition like i can't i i think a lot of people overstress too much because they everyone thinks they're gonna be the next you know like gordon ryan or like they want to be the next number one kind of thing but in reality we're not we're just doing this for like to get into shape kind of thing but i think a lot of people when they start jujitsu it's like we gotta go every day we gotta be super super good and did you do you still feel that do you feel okay if you like miss a class or like not really um oh there's there's a lot sort of in everything you just said there too so that that (laughs) sort of culminated with that question at the end there of do i feel like bad if i miss a class uh well first of all congrats Mm -hmm. on um getting asked to to go to the the belt (laughs) exam like yeah, I know. You're, I know. I've um, at Kyle Terra Academy, they do the belt exams too. So I know that feeling. It's like okay. you got this whole curriculum. Okay. Um, that's it's very nerve wracking, yes. and and um, I don't know how your coaches run it, but 
I, I think I think I know what you're going through, so I have I have some uh, some empathy for you, and I wish you the best of luck on that. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll cry. Yeah, later, yeah. Well, I'll cry. Like after the exam, <laughs> just go to your car and just let the tears out. It's okay. No, <laughs> everybody feels like that. That's yeah. Um, but um, yeah, there's the, the the there's that thread in there you're sort of mentioning about like having to hype yourself up and putting a lot of pressure on yourself. There's a, I think there's a lot of like mental gymnastics that go into this type of athletic endeavor, right? Um, because it's, it's so isolating and also very like, um, it's a team sport, but also individual, right? So you have both aspects of that. Like when you're, when you're going out, even to, just to train, um, or you're going to your belt exam, or you're going to compete. It's like you're there with a team, and you can't progress without training partners, and you can't win a competition without going against like the opponent. Like there's always people involved, but it's just it's it's up to you, right? And and that's um, I I didn't really uh, compete in a lot of team sports growing up. I don't know if you did. I mean, I was on the basketball team and football team in high school, but I mean, I sucked and didn't play that much. Um, Soccer and hockey. There you go. Canada. Well, not, not the soccer part, but that's the uh-huh. Italian me being soccer. But Canada, hockey. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Sure. So you you have experience with team sports and solo sports, and like it's like all up to you, right? In jujitsu, um, when it like when it everything boils down to to like you performing, right? And that's that's sort of a scary thing, um, if you think about it, because it's also scary and can be empowering in a way. It's like okay, I have complete control over this. Oh shit, I have complete control over this. Um, you know, and, um, and, um, sorry, I was kind of going all over the place to get to your final question, but, um, but, um, I think like, um, yeah, we, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves because of that, I think. Right. And we feel like we have to hype ourselves up to perform well. And definitely, I think there's a huge mental component of like believing in yourself and like visualization and like having your mindset in a place where you're ready to be aggressive and compete with somebody in competition or um, hyping yourself up to sort of have this level of alertness in your nervous system that you need to perform well at like the belt test or something. Um, mm-hmm. That, But that's like a small component. Everything else I think is like... Um, is is really just the skill that that you have you either have the skill or you don't right and and i think people conflate the skill in jujitsu with themselves and they be like and then their self-worth is sort of dependent on their level of skill and like it, it becomes very conflated and then like at the end of the day i think um like you just have to be okay with losing <laughs> <laughs> pretty much and it happens um so I'll, I'll tell you those bad nights yeah it's know? like that's the biggest thing like i think for for me at least um i've lost so many matches i i'm barely like squeezing out a higher percentage of wins than losses in my matches i, I lose all the time and <laughs> and and it's okay like um i think um like not attaching my self-worth to my skill in jujitsu is, is an important thing. Um, and I think that's probably important for everybody. I don't know how, how common it is, but you know, when people lose or they do poorly on the belt test or they don't do well in a, um, like their, their roles when they're just training, it's like, 
wow, I suck. Like I'm bad as a person. It's like, it's like, but, yeah. but you're not, that's like, that's your jujitsu. You can improve your jujitsu. Um, you, you as a person are separate from all that. And, um, and there's two, two, two things to sort of bookend that real quick. One is like, as Gordon, there's an interview with Gordon Ryan where he was talking about how he still gets nervous at competitions, but the more the, you know, as he gets closer to walking up to the mat, the nerves go away, they go away, they go away because his confidence is built from his actual skill in jujitsu and not this like mental gymnastics he has to do. The second thing about attaching your skill in jujitsu to you as a person is um, uh, I read a lot of like um, like stoicism philosophy and stuff. I always have this copy of Meditations with me from Marcus Aurelius, and and I forget the exact quote in there, but um, he says the Meditations for those who are listening and haven't read the book before. It's basically just a collection of this Roman emperor's thoughts. It's like his private journal. There's no coherence to it. It's just like random things he wrote. And and one of the things he wrote was like I forget the exact quote I'm going to butcher it but it's like a good wrestler but not a good person it's just like this sentence something like that and what he's trying to say is like you that's that's sort of like another way of saying your worth as a person is not attached to this skill as back in his time a wrestler right but in our time jujitsu um, and so to get to your final question of like, do I feel bad if I miss a class? Um, well, I mean, if I, if I'm trying to improve something to, you know, in like work on a specific technique or whatever, um, and I miss class, it's, I, I mean, no, I don't feel bad. Like I can, I can decide to go to class or I could quit jujitsu right now and my, and my life worth isn't going to be attached to that, you know? So, um, yeah. sorry, that was really long winded, but no, no. That's what I think. How you ended like like your life is not attached to jujitsu because I find that I when you make your life all about jujitsu, it's like you're. I find like for me, I'm not a jujitsu athlete, so it's not my mm-hmm. job. So I don't be consider myself this high tier kind of training. When I put, I say jujitsu is part of my life and not my life. I find that way of thinking like changed my jujitsu altogether because then I. I would not be as stressed when I would miss class. I wouldn't be as upset. I wouldn't be like this extra stress. I didn't really need because sometimes, you know what? Missing a class could be good for you. Sometimes you need that extra two, three days mm-hmm. just to heal. Cause we are in pain. Like I'm in pain mm-hmm. right now. Like my, my knee is acting up and my, my, my right shoulder is acting yeah. up. So I can't go this Wednesday because whatever it's or thir- or Wednesday or Thursday, but it's good sometimes to rest. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay to miss. Like, don't feel bad. Just the intention is not to stop because people, it's hard to, the heart I find still being in jiu-jitsu for only two years, I find the hardest time to stop is in the very beginning, those first, I would yeah. say six months because six months is still enough time to say, I still want to move forward, but I haven't really ranked up or like, I want to quit because why am I hurting myself? Like, these are all kinds of questions that go through my head. Yeah. In Were these questions that went through your head when you like came back to Jesus? Like, did you want to, do you have moments where like, okay, I'm going to stop this. Like, I can't do this anymore. I'm getting too much pain or like, is there something that says to you, like, should I stop? Or That's a good question. Yeah. Maybe at a um, different point in my life that would have happened. Cause um, I don't know. There's been this phenomenon throughout my life where I kind of recycle hobbies. Uh, I don't know if you're the same way or not. Um, <laughs> In the past, yes, I used to, yeah, the hockey soccer thing, and then I ugh, go back and Yeah, forth. so, like, when I was a teenager, I'd, I would be really into, like, photography for, like, six months, 
same yep likewise did wedding photos for seven yeah. years yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you probably know exactly what i'm talking about and then sort of like and then i'll i put that to the side and then transition to a new hobby and then maybe years later when the the timing is right whatever that means i end up picking up that hobby again and then i, I never really get good at at the hobbies like i get like I, I get like relatively decent at the hobbies and then put it, put the hobby away whenever I'm like starting to make progress <laughs> and and then move on to something else. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, so that's been a pattern throughout my life. I did, I did that with jujitsu, right? Like when I was a teenager, I, I was like, Oh, this is jujitsu is so cool. And then I was a teenager. I was like, Oh, I, did, I don't, I don't know. Just get lazy, start doing something else, start doing photography again. And then stop doing jujitsu. Um, but that, that never happened again when I started, um, back up, uh, a couple years ago. Um, and I think because of what we were talking about earlier about sort of the, um, like what it did for my health, my physical health, my mental health, um, just everything there, there was definitely points where I was like, every, I think everybody gets frustrated, right? Like jujitsu is just frustrating. <laughs> That's the nature of jujitsu. It's like part of it is just frustrating. Yeah. Because <laughs> last night's class was what, what fun, happened? Man. What happened? It <laughs> it's just that I can have phenomenal nights, great nights, and just I was winded uh. last night, and I had this relatively new white belt, and he's a really strong mm -hmm. guy, bigger than me, but I, I always managed to beat him. But last night, I just I didn't have the energy to escape. I just couldn't escape. I was just like, you know, when you walk in the gym, it's extra, it's more hard yeah, than yeah, usual. Yeah. yeah, it's more humid. I just I walked in. I'm like, oh crap! It's like five degrees uh -huh. hotter in here. It's starting. The windows are already fogging up. I haven't done anything. I'm starting yeah. to sweat within 30 <laughs> seconds, and then I'm like, I I'm like, okay, it's gonna be a hard night. So I, I I said that to myself, but and I normally say I shouldn't say that because I usually get good nights from right. those hot human nights. But I told myself I'm gonna have a bad night, and guess what? I had a bad night because it's my fault. I told myself I was gonna have a bad night. And I had a hard mm -hmm. time with that guy. I'm like, holy shit, I, I should have subbed you 30 uh -huh. seconds ago. Yeah. yeah. There, there's something yeah. about... Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. There's something about, like, the things that we tell ourselves too, right? Like, I'm not I'm not into, you know, manifestation and all that kind of stuff. But self-talk, self that's a real that's a real psychological phenomenon, right? It, the, if, you, yeah. if you tell yourself something's going to be that way, you sort of, like, fulfill that prophecy yourself, you know? <laughs> I, last night. I said I was like, I will suck, and I did. So I'm gonna start being more positive now. Yeah, so yeah, just getting smashed inside control. Like, oh yeah, I can get out. <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> it was so bad. It was oh, so bad. Well, do you, do you know where you went wrong technically? I was just using. I wasn't. I I just I remember being fatigued mm -hmm. last night because I think one of the rounds I used too much energy on a choke. I was trying to I got the rear naked choke on someone, but I I didn't finish it. I was just constantly putting too much mm -hmm. pressure on them, and I was just I, at one point I got the choke, but then I slipped and I got across like on his face. I was just like like choking yeah. him on his face. Making him I was just playing too much pressure, too much power, wasting too much energy mm -hmm. on the first round. And that one round ruined me for mm -hmm. the whole night because I put I gave like ninety percent on that one round, and the other two three rounds we had left in the night. I was like, oh, what did I do? I was just thinking about that first round. Why did I waste so much energy? I just, I could have just like finished them an easier way, but like I muscled yeah. my way through it. And sometimes yeah. I do that, and the combination of that yeah. 
me overthinking and, and psyching myself up. It's just like everything I'm sort of collapses in on this like singularity of, yeah. It's Perfect like, storm. Yeah. Yeah. It all started with me saying it's going to be a yeah, bad night for that's me. Where that's what happened. And I, and I screwed myself over. Yeah. That's okay. That happens. That's a, that's almost a microcosm, like that experience of sort of, you know, ruining yourself in like the first round is sort of a microcosm of just to go back to your early question of like within the first six months, did you ever think you're going to like quit or not want to do it? Or that's like a yeah. microcosm of like the consistency it takes to like get, get better long-term at jujitsu. I think like I haven't been doing it that long. Obviously we, both of us, there's people who are like <laughs> thousands of times uh, more experienced and skilled and everything. Mm -hmm. So this is coming from just like my, um, my small opinion of, of my experience thus far, but um, it's like, you need your rest day. Like everything is about consistency. It's, you're not gonna, it's like, this is a cliche in jujitsu, right? If it's like the stock market, if you're looking at it day by day, it goes up, your performance goes up, it goes down, you get hurt, it tanks. Like, but the idea is to sort of like trend upwards over time. And you get to a point where like, I'm sure you, you probably even experienced this yourself in your own training, where if you look at your performance, like, last night versus the day before you can see some like maybe see some differences um uh and like and and then if you compare like last night to another bad night you had like it's you can like compare day by day and kind of see and you don't but you don't really see like the major trajectories that your jujitsu has taken unless you look back far enough mm -hmm. right and you look at like day one even and you're like, I don't even, did you know how to even do a rear naked choke on day one? Maybe, but like. It's funny. <laughs> did you? Yeah, I submitted the person, but how? I don't remember. I just remember the first tap. I was like, oh my yeah. God, it felt amazing. But I do have uh, one or two rolls when I first, mm. first started. And when I rewatch those videos, it's so painful <laughs> to watch it because I'm, I am screaming uh -huh. at myself, like stand up frame. No shrimp, shrimp. Like in the beginning, you don't yeah. shrimp in the beginning. You just like, you must flail. Way out. So it's like, it was, I have that video. So it's a, it's, I love looking at it, even though it gets yeah. me so upset, but that's the way I see myself. I always compare myself yeah. to my first day. I am better than day one. Mark yeah. Versus now. Yeah. Kind of thing. That's such, a, that's such a, yeah, you hear the best in the world talk about it like that too. Like, um, who's, um, oh, I'm going to butcher his name. He's the, he's the coach in Canada. He coached, um, George St. Pierre. Oh. Yeah. I know, you know, uh, I'm not going to say his name. I know who you are. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why I can't think of his name right now. Yeah. But he was on Joe Rogan and he, he talks about that too. Like with, um, this is a big thing in, in Muay Thai also, mm -hmm. um, but he, he talks about this idea of the longevity. You can't be going hard every single day. You're just going to hurt yourself and then give up. <laughs> and um, like we, I, I saw this very like blinding or blindingly or obviously in Muay Thai because Muay Thai involves striking, right? So you can't, you can't go hundred percent striking every, every day or else you're just going to, you're going to die. <laughs> Your your lit your shins gonna yeah <laughs> you just can't do it so you have to kind of get into this place where you can like um like maintain this consistency without getting injured and tired and everything and I think that that applies well to jujitsu I think so far in my experience it's like there's days when you can go hard but sometimes you just gotta like 
you got to be okay taking rest days. You got to be okay going light. It's like, it's, it's always just a battle with your own ego, right? It's, it's these memes about like, um, being injured at, at the gym and, and somebody's like, Hey, you want to roll? And it's, and it's like, Oh, I'm injured. I shouldn't. But yeah, of course let's roll. Let's go a hundred percent. Right. That's, that's, that's you doing that. Right. We do it to ourselves and everything is a constant, like, um, uh, I won't say battle, but it's sort of constant reckoning with our own ego. Cause we're, we, th- we think of ourselves as a lot more important than we actually are. Right. And like, <laughs> um, <Yeah>. so <laughs> speaking about injuries, what is your, uh, your latest injury and what's your, injury oh, man. yeah, see, this is an important question. Um, my latest injury is my, my left thumb. Um, oh. and so what had happened was <laughs> Like, um, the IBJJF Santa Cruz Open, this was the week before I traveled to Barcelona. So I think maybe this was three weeks ago at this point. So this was in Santa Cruz, California. Um, first match of the day, it was a, a gi match. Um, I was going for a foot sweep. I had my left hand up in the guy's collar. Pushed a little too hard, pushed the wrong way. My thumb sort of bends back behind my, my hand. I feel like something pop out of place. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> trying to do that right now it's like okay, yeah I feel like- it, so on my non-injured thumb it went this way um like back so you keep you keep i comored my thumb. thumb on this man's lapel in the nice. first 30 seconds of the match <laughs> and you can see it in the video the video is funny because um i pull guard and w- with one hand with my non-injured hand and i'm like during the match looking at my thumb like trying to move it <laughs> yeah i'm like mid-match this guy's like trying to pass my guard and i'm like looking at my thumb retaining guard like (laughs) excuse me sir yeah one second second. (laughs) um and i got i got jumping arm barred by him his name is carlos cruz shout out to carlos i've competed with him twice and he is the arm bar king he will jump on an arm bar from anywhere um you should you should look at his instagram after this but he does it to everybody and he arm barred me so good job to him he won that match but and I went to on to find my nogi bracket with my hand all taped up. I ended up winning one match. I got I got third place in that, but I've been managing that since. Um, just every time I'm training or at competition, I just have to keep it taped up. Um, yeah, I mean it happens, but that's the that's the thing about this. Like my current life right now is based on competing every week, so I really need to yeah. um, manage like injury prevention and stuff. And actually, this might be a good segue. I don't know what else you wanted to talk about, but um, I think this is a huge segue for me, at least into diet and sleep. There we go. I set you, you up. You set me up. There we go. There go. <laughs> That's genius. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so diet, um, low inflammatory diet. Um, so are, what is, I actually was curious to ask you because I purposely held off on asking you on Instagram because I wanted to talk about it with you on, <laughs> on the podcast, but what, what is your, your sure. current diet? I was curious. Well, Josh, I've done, them, done all. them all. I've done, I've done them all. I've done vegetarian, I've done vegan and now this carnivore ish. Mm-hmm diet and i've come to a conclusion for my my well-being my my body my experience that we all know what's good for our body more or less i'm when i'm talking about what we know is like stuff like high processed mm-hmm. foods so things that are in bags easy accessible loaded with god knows what ingredients we don't yeah. even know yeah. i don't touch that stuff i try my best not to touch yeah. any of that garbage it's you're you're just killing yourself a mm-hmm. slow a slow pace but 
when I was vegetarian and vegan and I was rolling jujitsu, I, I was I was okay. I was good. The reason why I was okay and good because I decided when I started jujitsu is to cut back mm-hmm. on junk food. So when I cut back on junk food and I went vegetarian, it's normal that I have seen improvements because I eliminated right. all the garbage, alcohol, right. all that crap, anything, right. cake. Same. God, I love cake. I'm supposed to get cake, cake this weekend for sure. <laughs> nice cake. Oh, Actually, I'm getting three cakes, three cakes. Uh, it? My mom, my my mother-in-law, and my wife. What the hell? So yeah. This is my off week. But yeah, I'm, I'm trying to stay off that junk. So when I was vegetarian, vegan. I was okay, but there was always something missing. That little bit of like energy. I felt like I I wasn't giving a hundred percent of what I could do on the mats. Like I can't be this mm-hmm. tired this fast. So after a while, I just decided, okay, you know what? It's been a year and a half, more than a year and a half. I'm like, okay, I miss I miss meat, and I I landed on these channels like mm-hmm. for carnivore diets, uh, high, uh, higher health Canada and USA is another site I follow. Uh, Doctor uh, was it Carlos at the yeah. time? Like, there's all these, yeah, Paul Saladino. And at the same time, like you know, like dieting can be very confusing, right? Because on social media, everything right. is bad for you. You know, eggs can be great, but the other right. jobs that they're horrible for you. But as soon as I switched to meat, Josh, I I, I swear to you, that week I freak it is like I had, <laughs> un- I don't know, it's like I, I just burst of energy. This yeah. life. I was reborn. I was so happy. My wife was happy. She's like, oh my God, we can have meat again. Cause she was trying uh, to help me out too. And be like, send me, but like th- the passion I have for cooking now, the meals I have, the heal time, the energy has yeah. gone up a lot. I'm going to say a thousand percent, but it has, ha- has yeah. gone up a lot. I find that I injured yeah. less or I, I heal quicker than yeah. before as a vegetarian yeah. and vegan. That's me saying on my experience. Now other people could say otherwise, whatever I've been there, I've done it just that. Yeah. I love meat. I love all of it. Anything. Right. I, I go crazy. <laughs> That's my, my little rant on my <laughs> diet, but what do you like to eat? What's your, diet or as I say lifestyle yeah so that, that's actually a good way to put it because nowadays I don't look at it as like dieting it's like my my diet it's like again same thing with jiu-jitsu it's just integrated as part of my my existence right because it's what um my my entire goal of everything I do especially related to jiu-jitsu is to like optimize my health and my performance um and I think when people hear the word diet they think about like calorie restriction and just like hating life and not getting to eat foods that you enjoy. And that's true a lot of the time because, um, it's you, diets can happen in that way, right? Um, you can eat foods you hate, calorie restrict yourself, um, you know, just be miserable. Um, but that's like not my goal. I don't want to be miserable. (laughs) I want to, I want to be healthy and perform well and be able to compete and stay uninjured. Um, and, my experience kind of uh, echoes what you were saying. Um, when I I lost like a, a quite quite a bit of weight um, to start competing, um, I'm f- five foot eight tall, one hundred sixty pounds. I compete in the lightweight no gi and gi brackets. Um, so for gi, I'm like always like eight pounds under because no gi is one sixty two as opposed to gi, which is one sixty eight. Mm-hmm. So I walk around at a weight where. If I um, like kind of overeat during the week and gain some water, I might need to go to the sauna to like cut a little bit mm-hmm. um, to make sure that I can make nogi. 
Um, but there was a point last year when I was cutting down to feather, I was like having to cut weight every week. It, it was miserable. I was like, had to go to the sauna all the time. I had to like, um, uh, like calorie restrict all the time. And that's just not a way it, it like became so much more obvious having to compete every week of what like unsustainable diet practices. <laughs> Um, and so to lose all the weight initially, I mean, I had to be in a calorie deficit, right? I'm, I went down from like 200 pounds to 160 pounds. Like there's no way to lose body fat without being in, in a calorie deficit. Right. I think that's the accurate science right now. Um, of course that change is based on your metabolic rate and all that kind of stuff. But, um, I had to calorie restrict to lose all that weight. And then, but I did that with just like, I was eating Chick-fil-A when I was, when I was losing weight, I was just measuring my calories. Right. So I was eating like seed oils, like processed carbs, like every kind of food you could imagine. So I'm losing weight, but also, um, that's not what I, what I have found out now as I've transitioned my diet is I, I've found out very precisely, or, and I'm continuing to find out like what foods affect me. And your, your experience of eliminating processed foods, like that was number one for me was like eliminating refined sugars, um, like all, all kinds of like processed carbs and everything like that. My level of inflammation, like I used to think inflammation was this like pseudoscience sort, sort of thing. It didn't make sense to me. I was like, what are they talking about? Like inflammation, like you're stupid. You just eat regular food. Come on, man. Um, but no, that's a real thing. Like, um, um, the, when I've gotten injuries now, like in the last few months, and I'll talk about my specific diet in a second, when I've gotten injuries, I heal so much more quickly. Like exactly like you said, it's, and it's almost bizarre. Um, I had a, a you, uh, what is this ligament? The, the one on the inside of the knee, I injured that at a competition a few months ago, like pretty bad. I couldn't even walk the next day. Um, and, um, two days later I was 100%. Um, and, and I felt like kind of, yeah, I felt like insincere about my injury, almost like I had lied to people. Like people were asking me if I was going to compete in this next at pans. It was the week before pans. I think I was like, I can't compete. I injured my knee. Like I couldn't walk. And two days later I was like, bro, I'm Wolverine. <laughs> I'm like, yes, yeah, Jesus over here? yeah. They were like, <laughs> and I, and I felt suspicious about myself. I was like, like, do people think I'm lying about my injury? Like I literally couldn't walk the next day and then I was fine. Um, and I, I, th I like, I don't know what, what that was, but that I've had that experience now many times whenever I get any sort of these joint injuries or whatever, I just heal really quickly mm -hmm. and I don't have like lingering pains anymore. Like those are just non-existent for me now. Um, yeah. and I think that's, that's probably like your experience. And, um, <clears throat> the, the biggest thing for me, what I eat right now is primarily meat so what I actually did um, just like last month, I forget the exact dates, but I went strict carnivore um, as an elimination diet for 28 days and I journaled everything. I'm going to make a YouTube video about it. Um, and, nice. um, and I did it as an elimination diet to like eat the least inflammatory things and then add stuff back in to see what affected my body and what my body reacted to. And those things become super obvious when you do an elimination diet, right? Because the variables are controlled. Um, and I found out like a few different things. Um, I found out that A1 dairy, uh, you know, that people talk about A1 versus A2 dairy and the inflammation and the gut effects and all this kind of stuff. Lo and behold, if I eat A2 dairy, I feel great. If I eat A1 dairy, I feel like garbage. <laughs> um, 
There was, um, I discovered like aged cheeses. I have a histamine intolerance, like aged pecorino made my mouth burn and itch. Um, so I eliminated that, um, uh, like fresh raw dates, um, with pollen on them caused a similar sort of thing. So it's like my, I guess my level of inflammation went so down that, that like any thing I introduced that would cause inflammation was much more pronounced. Um, and so my diet currently is like mostly meat. I love lamb, um, no seed oils at all. I cook in ghee or beef tallow. Um, there's the, the stuff about the like omega six polyunsaturated fatty acids, linoleic acid, all that kind of stuff. I try to follow that. That's uh, carnivore MD or Paul Saladino talks a lot about that. Of course, as you know, yeah. um, so no seed oils, um, just beef and salt really ruminant animals um i love ribeye i love uh, lamb um and i eat um like goat cheese um yeah i that's that's that a2 protein which doesn't affect me like other dairy um i eat uh, small amounts of berries like raspberries and blackberries um and the main the main thing for me is being in ketosis and it's not why people think usually people are in ketosis for like the, um, like the fat loss aspect of it, the diet aspect. Um, yeah. for me, it's all about the, the mental health aspect. Um, I saw huge changes in my, my mood, my energy levels, both mentally and physically just by being in a state of ketosis, um, like mm -hmm. dramatic effects. Um, and for anybody watching this who's curious about that, there's this, um, uh, a doctor named Chris Palmer, who, who does a whole bunch of research on the ketogenic diet and um, its effects on like mental health and stuff. Um, so it's basically heal your metabolism, heal your, <laughs> heal your mind, sort of. Yeah. Um, ha have you followed that kind of stuff as far as the ketogenic diet for like mental health? Have you seen any of that? No, mm -hmm. I haven't seen any of that. Uh, I don't think, no, I haven't seen any of that. Uh, but what I've tried to do now, uh, because I've been carnivore-ish, mm -hmm. I don't know, mm. seven, eight months, I, I can identify what doesn't work mm. for me in my body. And that's why I tell people like you're your own doctor kind of thing. If you eat something that makes you feel like shit within an hour or the next day, or sorry, within a couple of hours, yeah. then you know, what's the problem. Like for me right away, I know cooked, uh, fried onions, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. It's not a good time. Asparagus for most people, mm -hmm. it's not a good time. So those things, I don't really eat them, but do I eat vegetables? Probably two mm -hmm. or three at most that I know that, that right. sit well for me. And, they work, and I, I love to eat them. Not met, Actually, I don't know if I like three, probably two. I don't know. Mm -hmm. probably one yeah. It's actually a fruit. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a fruit. And that's the thing. Like we mix yeah. up fruit and vegetables. So one is zucchini. The other one I can't remember, but like, I think maybe corn, but mm. not, not always corn because everything's made with corn nowadays. But like, I, I try not yeah. to complicate things. Like I just try and buy, make the best option i can i can find at the time like sometimes i can find mm -hmm. my deals at costco sometimes i can't if there's organic i'll buy it if there's not if there's if it's way too expensive i'm not gonna buy it it's just that i have to i find that everyone's a complicated yeah. life now with this this social media yeah. food scare so it drives me crazy so especially i've been doing it yeah. like for a while now this whole consistency i just try and be yeah. as clean as i can i eat the best available food and in Canada, we don't mm -hmm. have like whole milk. Uh, mm -hmm. So we don't have raw milk, which uh, kind of sucks, but I, ha uh -huh. I have whole milk and that is mm -hmm. delicious. 
My son drinks it. I drink mm-hmm. it. We all drink it here. It's, it's just delicious. Uh-huh. I have no yeah. issue with it at all. At all. But yeah, I just try and cut back on a lot of things or eliminate. And even coffee. I just have like yeah. one coffee a day. And whenever I have like a, a, I need that second coffee, it's like on the weekend because I'm so busy around the house kind of uh-huh. cleaning shit. But the, you just have to make smarter yeah. choices, all that stuff. And I think it's going to, ever since that, like I, I've been feeling like I just get better and better, honestly. And I, I, being 38, I'm not the oldest, but I'm not the youngest guy either, especially doing no gi mostly, which is a more uh, faster yeah. paced jujitsu mm-hmm. game than the gi. Uh, I'm keeping up. I'm not stopping. I find, yeah, it, it's working. It's it's working. I, I found so, that yeah. too. The the uh, just to echo what you said, the the energy that I have um, when I'm rolling on this diet, it's it's absurd. Uh, people like lots of people have asked me. They're like, if you're not eating that many carbs, how do you have any energy? I'm like, dude, I have more energy. <laughs> I I don't know how to explain yeah. it. Um, they like people think they'll be gassed out. Maybe there's that initial phase of like switching from um, like a, your body adapting to it or whatever. But dude, I have like so much energy when I'm rolling. Um, and the thing you said about like listening to your body, I think at least for me, like it, I think a lot of the times, like I try to convince myself, like I don't I don't listen to or at least most of my life, I didn't listen to like what made me feel bad, right? It's like a whole nother level of mindfulness. It's like, if it, if if this food is making you feel bad, you don't have to question why it is. I mean, you could try to figure it out if you want and maybe, you know, use that to help inform other dietary choices. But it's like, if it makes you feel bad, don't eat it. <laughs> um, and that's like, I think almost the pinnacle of like intuitive eating, right? Um, instead of trying to say like, every food is good for you. It's, it's not. It's like, there's there are foods that makes my body feel like garbage and i don't i don't want to eat those and i'm not like and people view that through the lens of like restriction i view it through the lens of like this is helping me be healthier and it's making me like not get yeah. injured and this is making my body feel good it's like um um yeah i think i think it's great um yeah just fi- figuring out what what you know what foods make you perform well and feel good so yeah, I think that's the best way to go with it because I'm not the, I was never the type of person to say, I love when people would ask me, mm-hmm. like, well, what are you doing? Because then I'll give my opinion right. what I'm doing for my body. But I, when I was vegan, I was never like, oh, you're killing cows or vegetarian. Why are you eating that? Or, you know, meat eater, or carnivore. Oh, you're eating mm-hmm. salad. Yeah, yeah. never like that. It's because yeah. it's, it's you got to, you know, just you know yourself. Eat what you think is right. It helps you. If it's working, then continue it. You know, lead by example. Don't force people to do it. eat the way you want to eat. Like, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. I yeah. Oh, man. But before we end, I wanted to ask you, your whole mm-hmm. jiu-jitsu journey, where do you see yourself, though, in a couple of years from now? Do you still see yourself competing? Do you Do you feel like you're going to do it full-time? Are you doing it full-time? Actually, are you doing jiu-jitsu full-time um, is it more yeah, we did. So I'm not supporting myself with jujitsu right now, if that's what you mean. Um, but I am, I compete um, every weekend. Um, I Wherever I am, I try to find a gym and train there. But I'm a, actually a remote software engineer. And I've been a software engineer. Nice. I, oh, nice. I work nice, with engineers. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, that, yeah, that's how I support the whole, the whole travel and um, jujitsu thing. Um, maybe in a couple years, like I have a YouTube channel, um, and I've been trying to, uh, post like match commentaries and, um, and that kind of thing and vlog all my like travels. And, um, I make like little comedy skits on Instagram that you've probably seen. And, 
Um, and maybe at some point, like I can trans, I can be in a position where I can just like make videos all day and <laughs> like, that would be the dream. Right. And you know, yeah. It doesn't hurt the dream, man. Huh? Right. Yeah. Self-talk, positive self-talk. That's, <laughs> I'm not going to lose this. Yeah, match yeah, today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I, I'm, like I said, I'm just doing this jujitsu stuff cause I like doing it. Maybe in a couple years I'll change to something else. Maybe I'll start doing, uh, ballet who knows <laughs> well all right intensive yeah ballet. yeah pickleball let's see i don't know um but yeah i'm just kind of grateful that i can do what i'm doing right now i'm trying to do do what i want to do as long as i can and um and then along the way meet really cool people like yourself and um come on to this well, cool podcast you. that you're doing thanks bro likewise <laughs> See my my stuff, my cool yeah, yeah, yeah. man you got the whole setup. This is a podcast setup. It looks yeah. it looks good. Yeah, my wife <laughs> is so happy with this right now. It's like this is the only area yeah. I have that she cannot touch. So <laughs> awesome. Well, Josh, I want to say thank you very much for coming on. Oh, thank you for today. having me. Yeah. It's been very fun. And we will talk more later on for sure in the future. Hopefully, maybe Amazing. I would love to. Yeah, this was a very fun conversation. I know it was quite one-sided. I, w I did a lot of talking, but... Um... <laughs> that's the point. We got we have to learn who is Josh there we go. to talk, man. There we go. That's, that's what it's about. So, Josh, where can uh, everyone find you? Um, Instagram. My Instagram is Josh Beam Songs. It used to be a music Instagram. Now it's just a jujitsu Instagram. Uh, and you can also find me on TikTok and YouTube. My YouTube channel is Blue Belt Commentary. Um, my current jujitsu brand is Blue Belt Commentary. So if you search that on YouTube, TikTok, uh, maybe some other places, you can find me there. But, um, yep. All right. Sounds good. Josh, thank you again, guys. This is an episode on Open Mat Podcast. Happy rolling. Oh,